0: Welcome to the Become Fire Podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F A I T H. Now, here are the Friars. All right, welcome to the Become Fire Podcast. This is Father Anthony here with Brother Paul. Welcome. Good to be here. Um, we are. We're going to talk about can we trust science. We're hearing a lot about this with- Can you trust the science? With the COVID and everything going on, and the si- well, science proves this, science proves that. What do people mean
1: by the science, and can you trust the science? Excellent question. Um, so usually when they say the science, people are saying, like, well, this is like a fact. Like, if you, if you reject the science, you're an irrational person, right? To like, to reject the science is you're a crazy person. And so I think we have to look at, like, well, what do we actually mean by the science? And I think a good way to look at it is even like the theory of evolution. Um, well, people will say, well, like, well, like, science proves evolution. Like, what do they mean by proves evolution? And a lot of what we're talking about is actually the theory of evolution, meaning that there's two ways in which uh, evolution can prove uh, how, how, uh, how essentially we became what we are today. And the first is from the inorganic to the organic, from the non-living to the living. And then the next one is from uh, essentially just being an animal to actually having a rash, to having consciousness, to having self-reflection, the human person. And so there's these ways that they they have theories that can maybe explain this and try to get to it but they don't they can't say definitively well this is how it happened. And then even the, within the theory itself even like as far as like proof of evolution like we do have fossil records of like different species that seem similar and there's like DNA uh similarities between them but we don't actually have anything that we can like empirically verify right now of essentially Two, two spe- like a, a species of animals coming together and then reproducing something that's a totally different species. Um, and so usually what we just see when they talk about evolution and the testing, a lot of times it's some of flies and case studies, and really it's just adaptation. It's not actually uh, like a new species being generated. It's just some kind of uh, different change in a particular characteristic within.
0: And this isn't about evolution. It's not what the podcast about. And we're not trying to say, well, this is what happened. This didn't happen as far as mm-hmm. creation. We get mm-hmm. into that, maybe we'll at the end of the podcast, or if you really want us, we can talk about a different podcast. What we're trying to prove is when people say the science, you know, well, the science proves evolution, it proves the big bang, it proves it. it, it, it no, it hasn't, it hasn't actually proved that. Even though it's being promulgated in schools, you can go to museums and talk about how it all happened. A lot of that is theories, it's not proof. And, and, and unfortunately, I think we're stuck in this mode where people are, 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 as you said, it's like, well, you don't trust the science. And we have to ask ourselves, what do we mean by the science, and what are they actually trying? So we're talking about truth claims, honestly. Honestly, and what are what is facts, what is truth, and what is theory? Yeah. And so I think we need to start there and and talk about like um, with in this the, we as the church um, we believe and 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 we're we're faith and reason. Like we believe in the reasonable. That's right. Yeah, we want cool. stuff that's reasonable. So it's not like well, if you've got faith, you got to put reason aside. Like we want science to work
1: together and to help us, you know, prove well, well, what's true about what we believe about the worldview. The, the classic medieval even Augustinian uh, articulation has always been faith seeking understanding, meaning that there's an intelligible structure to reality, meaning that there's a, there's a wisdom that guides it, that you can look at something and you can see that there's a purpose, um, there's goodness in there, there's something that you actually recognize it. When you see a chair, you recognize that it's a chair. It's not like, oh my gosh, what is this thing? Like, well, you know, you know it's a chair, you know it's to sit-in. And so it's the same thing with our faith, that we can take the the tenets of divine revelation, that, you know, that, that God becomes man, all these things that God has revealed, but also to, to recognize that there's also an intelligible structure to it, so that there's a way that we can describe it that actually is intellet- intellectually honest and actually cohesive, and actually then you can have a, a holistic, uh, cohesive worldview
0: um So, for example, the genome project. If you know about the genome project, they went and they took you know human DNA from all these different people and did all these studies. And what the genome project proved was that we all originate from two original parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it's really interesting. It's in, it, listen. I just read an article of the guy who was being interviewed, um, who's like one of the heads of the genome project. And he's like, you know what? This is kind of surprising. Like, not what I not what I was expecting. Not what I anticipated. Right? Because it was kind of went, went against what he thought. You know, for our, how we began. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, I can't deny the facts. Like, here's the proof. Mm-hmm. Like, we came from two original parents. And so we as Catholics would say, yes, we know. <laughs> They're named Adam and Eve, right? And they lived in a garden <laughs> and they fell. Um, and, and so science worked with our faith and came to, to prove our faith. And um, you know, science has yet to, you know, if there's something that we, we, we held, you know, that wasn't true, like for a long time, there were individuals who held like, well, the sun revolves around the earth. That's just how it, but yeah, science I- kind of proved like, no, the earth revolves around the sun. And uh, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense because the sun represents to us Jesus Christ and you know we're, he's the center um, of, our, you know, of, our, uh, of our world, of our galaxy, of our universe, um, our particular being here on earth. Um, and, and so, like, but when there's times like, oh, okay, well that doesn't actually change my faith. Like where the earth revolves around the sun and the sun revolves around the earth, that doesn't, like science has helped us. Okay, now I have mm-hmm. a better understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we can take that and incorporate that. Um, and so this is really important for us because, especially in times, we've got to look, we got to find the truth claims. And what's our, our our purpose here? Why are we talking about this? Well, because oftentimes, like we just take stuff and we just swallow it down. That's right. Like someone tells us a quote unquote fact, it's like hey, and we just take it down. We just assume it, and then we just just without going our own like looking into it. Um, and and oftentimes that causes fear. And I think we saw that through COVID, that there were legitimate facts. The legitimate things to be worried about concerned about and then there was just a lot of like um myths and there's a lot of like we don't know how to prove it i, I love the uh the mask thing in particular um because it's really interesting because because at first it was like well the mask will help you protect you there's like no two masks will help you protect you and then there's a doctor who goes through it's it's an interesting youtube video where he takes and he does takes a uh um like a vape which is it like it's got the these the smoke which is larger chemicals than like the, or, sorry, larger cells than the, than virus. And he's, he, he, he takes it and breathes through masks. And you see like him breathing the, the smoke in, out. the vape in and the vape out between masks. And he's just trying to prove what the best masks are. But the most every mask did absolutely, <laughs> very little to nothing, which is kind of funny because um, like this was supposed to be like the thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna, this is gonna protect everybody. It's like, well, actually the facts are like it doesn't actually like mm-hmm. some do like maybe in 1995, 95 but a lot of the masks like aren't doing that much. And yet, if you're like on a plane without a mask on, people are gonna riot, you know. Um, and it's, so it's to me, it's it's just funny because it's like, well, but yeah, you put them, but you can take your mask down to eat. Like all of a sudden, if you have any virus, like it's it's getting yeah, out there. Yeah, that's right. Like. That's right. And then viral load, like how you actually get COVID, like it was almost like leprosy. Like if if someone had COVID and they touched you, I'd be like, you're gonna get you're gonna get COVID. Like not looking at the facts of like how you actually get it by like viral load. You have to be in front of a person for for five minutes, like directly breathing on each other, having a conversation in order for you to get enough of the virus that they have for it to build up and be strong enough to actually um, enter into your system. So just passing somebody and saying hi typically, it would not actually be enough of a viral load. So there's all these actual facts, you know, dealing with COVID that that were when you when you just read the... The hot, you know, news headlines that, or the the quick, it, it just
1: made it feel like it just fear mongered for a lot of people. Also, the, it's, you know, it's like even like the claim to the facts. Right. And so you, we can quote these different statistics, but there's also like there, there's there's like it's almost like we have two sets of facts in the world today. We're like, we can look up these where we can see these different tests that, that would, would go against uh, a lot of the COVID myths that, that have been promulgated. But then you also have like doctors who are saying, well, well, no, these are the things that are happening. So how do we then, how do yeah. you validate between these two sets of facts? So I think first thing I would say that a lot of what we, when we talk about like the science and stuff is it's just what's been like tested, right? And so a lot of when you say like, well, I trust this, like this, this particular, like I trust the mass or whatever, what you're really saying is I trust this person who says that masks are are efficient, who then, who's done the test himself. And maybe he hasn't even done that. It might even be like a news anchor who was given a report from uh, from like the intern who pulled some stuff off of like WebMD, like so you don't even know, it like these facts, you don't know where they're coming from, you don't know if they've been, uh, even like if it's a scholarly paper that's been peer reviewed. Um, so we really don't know any of those information that's like kind of behind these facts, and I'm using air quotes around the facts, like, so are they actually facts? <laughs> Um, And what agenda's behind these facts? And what agenda's behind the facts. And so, like, how do you— And then the the question is, well, then how do we actually— Uh, how do you navigate these different facts? Like, how do you navigate the different information that we're coming to? And so a lot of it is largely based on argument of authority, I think, just because of the the scientific community coming in. I'm not in a a white lab coat. I wasn't in the Wuhan lab, like, doing tests. Like, we're not, not, like, involved in it. And so it's finding people you do trust. It's definitely finding people uh, that you think are credible, who have a track record of being credible. And even, like, as far as, like, science not being wrong, it makes me think of even during, like, was it the 50s? where, like, cigarette companies were, like, paying doctors to do tests and, like, and to come out with, like, how great cigarettes are for you and, like, there's all these, like, ads of, like, smoke cigarettes, you'll lose weight, like, it'll curb cravings, like, and we're, like, yeah, that can be true, like, maybe it does curb cravings, but, like, it's also going to cause you cancer, like, and so even this whole, like, trust the science, like, the, there's been times where the science has been wrong and, like, and even your, your example of, like, the helocentrism, like, there was a, like, the, uh, it were like essentially the helocentrism like the, the earth is the center of the universe like it was a working model like it worked it actually made sense of, of the different planet or uh, orbiting it was good for like when do we plant crops when are the tides coming when are like the different seasons it was a working model and then and all the evidence seemed to point towards a helo of, of the time before we got better and better uh instruments to uh, to observe the universe the helocentrons like well this is right and like for you to say like that it isn't like well you're you'd be actually going against the science at that time like the kepler revolution that that comes along though uh which obviously then shows that it is like the, the sun is the center of the universe and not the earth but that's all to say that like the science can be wrong and we almost have like this fideism to like the science that i think is unhealthy i don't think that you know Um, And even St. Thomas Aquinas, I mean, his his biggest thing, uh, he said that actually the thing that's most certain and then we can have the most trust in is actually divine revelation. And the reason being, it's because it's the source of the information. You want to talk about an argument from authority, like the greatest authority is God himself saying, this is who I am, this is how the world works, and this is like the tenets in which you are to worship me to and accordingly. And so what we actually see is faith actually gives you certitude. And then St. Thomas Aquinas will talk about how then faith uh, and divine revelation actually opens up the horizon of inquiry. And so we can take these givens and we can actually use those to have a more expansive sense of how the world works because you have these first principles, you have uh, you, you know it, you you know the truth of reality, right? You know so immediately that God says I'm the creator right through divine revelation, then we know that we're created, right? So we know the contingency and we know that we're finite. So you can take these principles and you can orient yourself accordingly. Well, and, and you're talking about it, like, it takes a lot of faith
0: to believe in these truth claims. Yes, yes. Like, you're, if you're saying, this is what I believe, you have not done all the research. That's right. To believe whatever—maybe on, for one particular thing, or if we have some scientists out there listening to us, but not on everything. And you're taking a lot of evidence that a lot of other people have gathered and have done and research that they've done— and you're putting your faith in it. And for the, just the day to day person, we're putting our faith in, like you said, which, which news source do we listen to? Which politician do we listen to? Which scientist do we listen to? Because they're all, you know, not all, but oftentimes telling us different things. And so the question is, who are we going to put our faith into? But ultimately, it, what I'm trying, my point I'm trying to make is, it takes faith. And so just to say, well, I, 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 you know, I, don't, I don't do religion, I don't do faith, right? I don't do God or whatever. Like you're putting your faith in somebody. Well, like a you're putting your faith, faith. in That's something. Right. That's right, Like it's you know people have said I don't have enough faith to be an atheist right because you're putting your faith and trust in
1: a lot of people and, and that's one thing too is we, we do have predicated on faith like lowercase faith and like capital faith in the verse but like even like I put the key in the ignition and when i turn it like I have faith that the car is just going to turn on like it happens every time I do it um there's a certain degree to where like I just expect the laws of reality like of gravity to function the way they're supposed to every single time like so there's certain like and these are kind of like nonsensical a little bit you know, like kind of humorous but like, there's a sense of where I'm living by like a lowercase faith, like a, like a belief that like there are certain things that that will happen, but I can't prove that. Like I can't like it's not like oh, I'm about to take a step. But well, hang on, I need to prove the laws of gravity before I take my first step and like make sure that it's still there before I go. It's like there's, well, make sure it's still still oxygen. Yeah, I make sure it's still before oxygen next before to breath. I breathe. It They didn't turn into carbon. Like right, but like no, I'm like I'm just taking these as givens. Like there's oxygen to breathe. There's gravity that's working. There's gas in the tank. Right. These are all just givens that I'm just using and I'm just taking them as givens in the same way though, that we orient ourselves.
0: And I don't know how the car works. I mean I have a general sense about yeah, how a yes, car works. Exactly. But when my car doesn't stop, I have to take it to mechanics. <laughs> like right, that's like right. I don't know, like beyond the basics, like unless is there enough gas? Like, do we change the oil? Like, you know, yes, I can't yes. I can't figure it out. I have to go to a mechanic. If my gauge is broken, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if my mechanic's not there or a mechanic to like fix it to help me like I'd have to put my trust in him. He's got to tell me what's wrong. He could he could be, you know, it's like we always talk about how I could find a good mechanic, right? cuz the might just trying to rip you off. Like it, he he's got to tell me like here's what's wrong with my car cuz I don't know and I have to put my trust in him. Yes. Like my faith like, "Hey, here's what's wrong. If I fix this, it will it will fix your problem." And so um we we are faithful people. Yes. Yeah, we are trusting people. And, and so how do we Verify our truth claims. And I think you're getting back to the, the, kind of our, our bottom line, and that is it all starts with divine revelation. Mm-hmm. We've got to put our faith in God. We've got to start with our trust in, in the church, right? Because he's revealed the fullness of truth comes from the Catholic church. It's what he's revealed the truth through. And so um, the Catholic church, um, when it talks about faith and morals, it's speaking the truth to us. And that's where we can center our lives. That's where we can start our lives. And if we start there with, with the teachings of faith and morals from the Catholic church, revealed to us through scripture and tradition, then we can base our lives around something. And we're not going to just be lost in the wind, because we could hear this conversation, but like, well, then I'm hopeless. Like, I, you just want to give up. Like, well, who do I trust? Like, yeah, yeah, can I can't trust anybody. Like, yeah, we become t- totally skeptics. And we're just like, well, I can't believe any scientists. I can't believe anything that like anybody nothing teaches. Real nothing is real yeah, 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 I'm just, I'm in the matrix right now. Um, but what can we believe? We can believe what the church teaches us.
1: And one thing I would say too is to go back to like how do we, so then to, to try to answer the question, how do we determine the veracity of these different facts? Like there's two, there's two conflicting facts, right? One is saying that it's three, one is saying it's four. Well, how do I prove if it's three or four? And I think one thing is to do is like you can actually trust your experience. And there's a certain sense of like, the uh, what it makes me think of is I heard a story once where this family was like vacationing in Florida or something like that. And they had like two separate houses. And uh, one of the daughters was like in one of the houses and she came over. And she came into the house and she was like wearing a jacket and like a scarf and the whole family's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you wearing a jacket in Florida? And she's like, well, like, the, like the, on, the, on the phone, it says that it's 40 degrees outside. And they're like, what are you talking? It's like 100 degrees outside. She's like, well, no, no, like the phone says this. And it's like, wait, well, yeah, the phone can say that, but like, just go outside. Like, feel if it feels more than 40 degrees. Like, like, just because the phone's telling you it's 40, like, obviously the phone is wrong. Right? So then what's congruent with your experience? Uh, and when we when we see this, when we hear this information, and so I think that's a, that's a good example of like how do you then trust the veracity of these different claims?
0: I, I want to go back to COVID. It's just it's just a poignant example where we can prove that's why we're talking, and that's why people's questions have been um, because what was what was you know they did this whole shutdown, right? This whole, okay, we're going to shut everything down. We're going to put the mask on everything else. Because why? We're going to protect the nursing homes. We're going to protect the elderly. We're going to protect the vulnerable. And, and um, with, the, with the first reports were like, this nursing home all gets COVID. Do you remember this coming out in the news? Like, mm-hmm. we shut everything down. We shut society down. And it was all like, this, this nursing home gets COVID. Like, 50 people died. This nursing home gets COVID. Like, and, and for me, it was like, well, guys, it's not working. Yes. Like, we got to change what we're doing. Like something, something isn't working here. Mm-hmm. So why, like, why are we shutting everything down if that's not the solution? Like, there, there, like this isn't. And, and so either, either go stricter shutdowns, which doesn't seem like the right thing to do, or you know what, we've got to learn how to protect these particular institutions. You know, and I understand at the beginning that they're trying to figure it all out. They're mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. But mm-hmm. after a couple of weeks, it's like, okay, we understand what the problem is. We understand how this works. You know, more or less. And it became very political in my mind. Um, it was immediately
1: politicized.
0: And, and so this became this whole political thing that you know you know i don't don't want to get into politics but that we just we had to look at something and it's like well what we're doing isn't working and so why are we still doing it 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 feels like insanity when you just keep repeating things that don't work and somehow think that it's actually going to cause a different result
1: at least to your point too one thing that i found was disorienting is it seemed like i couldn't i couldn't figure out the principles that they were using to implement what they were doing. And so like the example of like the mask, and to your point where it's like, well, if I'm on a plane, I have to wear a mask. But like I could have bought like some some like a burger for McDonald's and spent 20 minutes eating next to the person next to me and like drinking from my throat without my mask on and it's totally fine. But then like once I'm done eating, I have to put the mask back on. But like, well, what are we talking about here? Like the principle should be like, no, no, you can't even eat. You can't even take a drink. Like, like if you're gonna be consistent with your principles. And so it was like, that's where it's like confusing. Like, and so it becomes like disorienting. And the other thing I would say too is, uh, you know, the one thing I would question too is at what point is the remedy worse than the, than the problem essentially? Like at what point do we like start talking about other uh, social economical effects of, of the, what these, these, these crackdowns have kind of done, these, these shutdowns and the mask wearing, the dehumanizing effect. I mean, uh, even like suicide rates going up, different dis, uh, eating disorders. Um, so, you know, social instability. You know, at what point do you also, like... So I feel like there's also been, like, unfortunate... I mean, I'm just going to say it, but, like, there's been, like, a hyper-focalization on, like, essentially health, where it's, like, this fear of death, where, like... But, like, at a certain point, it's, like, are you actually going to live, though? Like, who's going to live? Like, like, you can live in fear the rest of your life, but, like, what kind of life is it if you just stay in your house the entire time? Yeah. And I... Well,
0: and I... I, So I want to get to that point. Let me hit the first point you did first. Because it became... The sense of it was... Well, either you're a mask wearer or you're not, right? And if you like go into the store not wearing a mask, like you're bad. Like it became a moral issue. For sure. And it's, I think with the vaccine now as well, like it's become a like either you're vaccinated or you're not. Either you're on the team or you're not, right? And, and I, I'm, I don't want get to in, get into the, all, all that because that's a whole other debate. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I think we're trying to talk about. We're talking about truth claims. Trying yeah. about like, yeah. wh- what can we prove about science? But I think we just have to look at this and say, um, the science is out on both ends of this thing mm-hmm. and the vaccine in particular. Like there, there are scientific claims on both ends yes. about how effective or ineffective this is, how good, how bad it is, especially for healthy individuals versus elderly, pre-existing conditions individuals. Like what's the benefit? What's the risk? It's, it's like we're starting to give it to children now. There's a lot of articles out there like this is a really bad thing. There's articles saying this is a really good thing. Should we give it to infants? There's, there's a whole lot of um, things out there. And, and I just, I want to get away from well, if you're either you're on the good side or the bad side. That's right. Either way, either way, um, because it, it, we can't make this up. This is um, we can't turn this into like either you're a bad person, or a good person if you get or you don't get the vaccine. Why? Because it, it's just increasing division, you know, one sense that doesn't bring unity, doesn't bring peace. But at the same time, it's saying like, we, I don't know. I haven't done the research like I don't know. I'm putting my trust into listening to a lot of people. I've tried to listen to both sides of the arguments. I've tried to pay attention to it. And so is everybody else. But I don't think anybody in, like, bad faith is being like, well, I'm just going to—I just don't want to get the vaccine because I want everybody else to get sick. I want everybody to get COVID, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: for or, sure. Or, like,
0: I, I want to get the vaccine because, like, I, I'm, I want to, like— you know, prove to the whole world that you know they're they're all evil. Like they're all everybody else is bad, and mm-hmm. I'm good because it's gonna make me stronger. I, whatever the you know truth comes on either end would be. It's like nobody's here like thinking like whether I get the vaccine or don't get the vaccine. Like it's because I'm a better person, or it's because like I know what's right. I know what's what's wrong. And people are I think trying to form their conscience, trying to look at the truth, cream, trying to trying to put their trust in like okay, who's saying what? What are the risks? What are the benefits? And what are the right thing to do here? Wow. And, uh, and and I think we we have to recognize like we gotta. We have to let people, like people, like pray about this, for their conscience and follow the good truth claims. And everybody, I want to encourage you to go, go look at, look at the facts. Like, go look this stuff up, and don't just start, don't just believe the first headline you see, you know, or, or believe, you know, this, this or that, because there's, you know, um, a lot of evidence out there, a lot of facts out there, um, or quote unquote, air quote, facts, and and we really need to to do our investigation, do our looking into it. But most importantly, and and this is where I'm scared in one sense because I've, I personally have not been vaccinated. And it feels like, 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 it's like, I'm not going to be, there's, you know, rumors. I'm not going to be able to travel. Like I'm not going to be able to do this and that. And they're trying to make, create a system. It's like either, either you're good or you're bad. And if you're not vaccinated, if you don't have a vaccine, you're bad. And if you're bad, well, we're going to put so many restrictions about how you can't do this and can't do that. And, uh, and that's, that's really kind of scary to think about. Um, and then what was your second point again? You said two points. I was getting
1: on the mask one, but then you, uh, um, was it about like the principles, like like it was hard like it was disorienting or like the socioeconomical problems too? Yeah yeah, like, yeah, the, like, the suicide yeah, and all that yeah, Like, yeah. that's.
0: A, <laughs> I mean, that's a whole podcast right there. yeah like where's the solution worse than the problem? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think uh, we saw that oftentimes where the solution is often worse than the problem. Um, but again, this wasn't this is more about I want to get back to, to the point at hand because there's other podcasts we start going on these tangents. we're going to be there for a <laughs> long time, and I, um, just trying to keep us focused here. Can I trust the science? And I think we're moving into like, there's only, there's really, there's one thing we know we can trust and that's divine revelation. We can trust God and what's revealed to us through, through Christ Jesus, his mm-hmm. son. And we can, I think, as you said, put our faith and trust in him. And then we have to let go of a lot of the other, like fear of death. Um, we have to let go of the, like the, the, all the other things that can influence our decisions that don't start there. Because oftentimes our decisions can be influenced out of fear or out of anger, out of bitterness, out of um, things that are not virtue. Um, and when that happens, we
1: start to make bad decisions. And even to the, like, the point too like we're, we're, you start from revelation, but like we're, God has given us the capacity to know the truth that he wants us to seek the truth. And even back to going back to the medievals where, 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 where philosophy and theology were like kind of like synonymous where like there's a sense of when you're doing theology, you're doing philosophy. And what I mean by that is you should be taking the stuff to prayer. Like even the articles you're reading, the stuff you're hearing, like the Lord wants you to know the truth. And like and like the Lord has made us prudent. So also I don't want to be like we... we like, like modern medicine has done tremendous, like things that have been great. Like even Padre Pio said that the hospital that he was trying to build would heal more people than like him laying hands on people. Right. Um, and so like the Lord has obviously given us the capacity to, to work things towards the good. Um, but then we have to be able to like, well, what are the goods? And at what point do the ends not justify the means? And there's a lot of kind of gray areas that you get caught up in that, but like the Lord will give you the answer. Like, so like do your research, but at the same time, pray about it. Like, what's the Lord saying? Where's the Lord at with it? Um and just trust that he will bring you to the truth, and and if you follow your conscience, that's right. He'll take care of you.
0: Yep. Um, you know, I was uh, I'm reading uh, God or Nothing right now by Cardinal Seurat. Really fascinating. write a great book. But he, what he said was he would always speak the truth, despite the knowing the, the potential consequences. So he becomes Archbishop at a young age. Um, there's a, a kind of a dictator who's taken over. Um, he's freed Guinea. Um, you know, from uh, independence, but it's also led to this kind of social uh, downturn in society. And, and so he would, you know, meet with the president, and he would tell him, you know, th- you know, the good, you know, about creating independence for his country, et cetera. But he also like speak like, are people in a bad situation? Like, there's poverty, and he would just speak out to the social, you know, issues that were out there. And uh, and so it was actually like. He's speaking out, and the, basically the dictator—the previous archbishop had been jailed for, I think, seven years. Wow. Um, and eventually was kind of deported, um, and he resigned from being archbishop. They named Cardinal Seurat. And so—and then the dictator's, like, tired of him speaking the truth, right? Speaking out the truth. And so the dictator and the general get together and decide they're going to kill him. So, like, okay, it's whatever. It's, like, February, and they're like, okay, in April, we're going to— the, for, these, for these reasons, we're going to imprison him, and for these reasons, we're going we're gonna to execute him. In March— but the general and the dictator died. Wow. Um, and then, and so Cardinal Seurat was like, well, I guess my time's not up. Okay. But the, <laughs> and then they showed in the documents, they literally showed in the papers, they were in the files of the, of the, mm-hmm. the dictator president's like, cabinet, like, you're, you're, this is the plan to like, jail and execute, you know, at the time, Archbishop Seurat. Um, well, and so, like, he's like, I just had to preach the truth. That's right. Like, what was I going to do? Like, not preach the truth? Like recognize, like, like, well, it's, it might lead to my death. You know, um, his parents, actually, this was, he becomes the youngest bishop in the world. He was like 33. It's actually, you have to get, you can't become bishop or 35 canonically without like a special permission. So the Pope gives him special permission, make him a bishop at like 33. And, uh, and his parents hear the news and like, aren't you happy? They're like, start crying because the previous archbishop's in jail. You know, Mm -hmm. they know the consequence of like this position. And, uh, and yet he doesn't hold back. And God takes care of it, and I think oftentimes we stop following our conscience because we're, we're we're afraid of the consequences.
1: And also, like the the, the cultural pressure, many times is against the truth. Yeah, um, we see that you know, kind of the, the sexual immorality and different stances that that the, the culture at large has taken, and so there is tremendous social pressure to compromise on the truth, to just say the thing that'll kind of pacify everyone else. It'll kind of keep you out of trouble. Um, and so there's 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 consequences for speaking the truth. But what I would say is that, um, like, there's integrity, and there's also just a piece of just being in the
0: truth. I don't think any. I don't know if we have any priest listening to us, but I'm going to speak it out anyway. Because they did this this whole Pew research, um, and what they found was, um, it was a high number. It was only like 50 percent of priests um, don't preach hard messages because yeah. they don't want to deal with the consequences. Yeah. But then it said like like the number of people leaving the church because they never hear the, the hard message they never hear the truth. And like, why am I going to church anymore? It's kind of funny because the, the priests were like, not preaching the truth, um, or the hard message. Not, yes. not the, they weren't preaching the hard message. And there's all these people who are like, well, I'm not being convicted of anything, so I'm not going to come here anymore. And, which is this conviction, this, this research that was done, I think it was done by the Knights of Columbus, to show us like, You got to preach the hard message. That's right. You got to preach. People actually, and people want to hear the hard message. They want to hear the truth.
1: Well, I mean, so even like, this is kind of a side tangent, but I even go back to my own conversion. Like, my brother told me about mortal sin. Like, why did I do that confession? Like, my brother was like, listen, there's sins that will send you to hell. Like, and that was like, the fear of God's a real motivator. But like, and that could have been seen as like, you know, that, that, You could look at that and someone else could say, well, that was harsh. I was judgmental. He shouldn't have said that. But like, well, that hard message, like him just being real with me about how I was living my life. And he's like, hey, you're doing things. And like, here's the consequences for your actions. And that's just the truth. Like, how do you not have said that? I might not be here right now. Like how instrumental that is. And that's a hard truth where it's essentially like, hey, like you will be damned if you don't change what you're doing. And if you don't confess this, like, Um, and, and it ended and, and to my brother's credit it was a tremendous act of charity for me yeah. that could have been seen as something that was divisive and even like kind of quote unquote mean
0: um, when it, if it comes out of a place of love it's a good thing that's to right, say that's right but there's a question where your
1: heart is if your heart is like I'm better than you
0: like <laughs> stop sinning you know and people you've heard that you've heard, and that's why people like, don't like to do it because they've heard that said to them before like I yes. don't like that well that's because well, it's not coming part. yeah it's not coming from a place of love but if you can in love the person so much that you're willing to speak their the truth to their heart Willing to say, hey, listen, you got to change your life. Mm-hmm. That's what's transformative. Uh, we are out of time, um, and so we have to have a fun question. But it's your turn to pick and tell us what our fun question is for the day. So no, I haven't even thought of this. Um, okay. I know. Well, I never think about it before either. So it's kind of you just kind of make it up on the spot. It doesn't have to be a fun question. It'll Be something we dealt with today. Um, something that's on the top of your head. Uh, what do you think that people want to know? Any question, long or short, from the for the people of God to hear a little bit more about the Francis Grant Holy Spirit today.
1: Long, awkward pause. Um, I guess if you could have any car you wanted that did like, and we'll just kind of like valve poverty not considered in this, like you get to rock this car.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's a really hard car. It goes two different routes. Okay. So what I'd really want, like right now, today, would probably be- I want the impractical one. Yeah, it would probably be like a big truck, like <laughs> like gas guzzler, like five miles yeah, per yeah, gallon, that's right, that's right, like right. diesel, full of power, like extended cab, like lifted up a little bit, like re- you know all the winch and everything yeah, else yeah, some on straight it. Straight pipes on. Like straight. It for pi- sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just yeah just rolling around, just like like I'm from Texas. Like I, I gas. I have you're a like gas running guzzling. over like Priuses on the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like there's a Prius and there's traffic in my way <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like just get out of my way. Them. Like uh he you know. Um, There's a part of me, but I have to admit, my brother um, had a poster of a Lamborghini that was in his room and he gave it to me. And so in my room growing up, there was this big black Lamborghini poster. And so I've always wanted a Lamborghini. Yeah. Like it's been, I don't actually want a Lamborghini. What I say always, like I've really, if you gave me a Lamborghini, I'd sell it because i think about poverty, like it'd be scandalous. We would drive but it at least once. I would, I would, <laughs> I'd be, I actually, no, so a so friend let me drive his Corvette and I was like, fright, it was like beautiful, but frightening the whole time. Cause I'm yeah, all yeah. like, like, I don't want to wreck this thing. Yeah, yeah for sure. I would need somebody's all like, okay, you can wreck it, not a problem. Like just to get my fear out of my, so that would be like fun for like a day. Just, I want to go to a racetrack and like drive a really, like a race car, or a Lamborghini, like something that'd be really cool. Um, but like, it's it's kind of like, if, if you have a big truck, it's like, okay, on the res in particular, like we have a big truck. It's like, just expect, we have a lot of dirt roads. I have yeah, to go to funerals yeah. in different places. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, you can get away with a big truck down here. So uh, we kind of have one, but just a nice big, you know, solid muscle,
1: Yeah, that to be awesome. Uh, how about yourself? Ironically enough, I'd want a lime green Lamborghini. Okay. And for some reason, since I was like 10, I've always wanted one. Lime green. Lime green. I have no idea. I like the color green, particularly lime green, I guess. Yeah. You
0: and I Lamborghini, guys, huh? I guess we have to go test drive. Yeah, uh, yeah that, would be,
1: that would be great. would be great. Lamborghini out there, it was test drive.
0: All right, thank you so much for listening. I pray for you. If you have any topics um, you want us to talk about, please send an email, info May Almighty God bless you as I bless you in the name of the
1: Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .F-A-I-T-H.
0: The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith/give. That's becomefire.faith/give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.